you drink in there. I didn't want to swallow. I didn't know if I was going to make too much noise. <laughs> And welcome to the Here's How It Goes Oscar Result Show, where we're not going to talk about who won every category, that's what Google is for, but rather all the highlights from the 91st Academy Awards. And joining me, as always, is my co-host and friend, the man who should have hosted the Oscars, it's Matt Dell. I, no, sir, no. I will say right now, I should. no one should ever host the Oscars ever again. You like the format this year? I loved it. It felt faster. I don't know if it was or not. I mean, I guess it was. I mean, it did end... Like, just shortly after 11. So, three three and a tad hours. And I know there's definitely been Oscars in the past where, you know, it's midnight and they're still going on. So, I think they, uh, I think it did, did feel faster without a host. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember them going until midnight before. And then they cracked down a few years ago on the length of the speeches. And then they got it down to, like, like quarter to, quarter to midnight, 20 to midnight. Well, because typically a host will come out, like, let's say Billy Crystal. I mean, I know it hasn't been Billy Crystal in, like, a decade, but whatever. Uh, Billy Crystal will go out, and he does his whole song and dance, and then he tells some jokes, and, like, oh, and there's Oprah, and there's Jack Nicholson, and blah, 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 blah. And, like, easily, like, the first 15, 20 minutes, nothing's happened. It's just this. And then, and then periodically through commercial breaks... You know, the host is always there to crack a joke or two or whatever. Not necessarily every commercial break. And then I feel like in definitely previous years or years, recent years, I should say, the hosts have started doing like weird skits like, hey, it's whatever. Jimmy Kimball, we're all going to go across the street and freak these people out who are watching a movie. I'm going to take a bunch of celebrities or we're going to have a bunch of pizza delivered to the Oscars. And you know what I mean? Like they do those kinds of things that just eat up time. So, yeah, easily, no host, I mean, must have saved at least a half hour of time. It did. It didn't, it didn't have a person, like, as much as a personality to the whole show as it usually does. But I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I thought, I mean, Queen starting it off, sure. I mean, whatever. But I thought the three, the three girls, uh, Amy Poehler, uh, Maya Rudolph, and Tina Fey, I thought did a great job. They, you know, they're up there a little longer, and they got people laughing and stuff. Sort of set the mood to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but weren't necessarily hosts. I think that's all you really needed. Let's just get on with it. Yeah. So the, the main problem with the Oscars is, for me, it revolves. It, everything builds up to the speeches, and the speeches are always the speeches are always terrible. Right. Oh, there's like, a couple of terrible ones this year. Whew. For a bunch of people, like, I mean, the categories go all across the range from, like, people on camera, off camera, but everybody who's up there for nominated for an award and who wins an award have in common is they're all in the entertainment business. And right. your speech should be entertaining. It's not a thank you speech. It's an accepted speech. So, right. yeah. I mean, yeah. practice them. They knew they knew going in that they were, they were all told, hey, this year they're 90 seconds. So... I mean, there's no excuse. The people, the worst ones are the people who come up there and then they spend 30 seconds saying, oh, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this. Whew. Whew. Oh, what a, what a, what a shock. What a shock. And yet, you, know, you just burned 30 seconds and now you're going to start listening to people and the music's going to start playing. Yeah, 100%. No, 100%. So I say, if you're nominated for an award, assume there is a chance you could win. You shouldn't be dumbfounded by it. And a one in five chance. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Well, I'm not even going to break down the. I'm not going to break down the Vegas odds, but yeah. I mean, you have in the barest essential of things a one in five chance. Like, have a speech, 
right. prepare it, think about it, make or make a list on a cue card of all your managers and handlers and friends and family and what have you, and let's let's get on with it. Practice it in the shower and get it under ninety seconds. <laughs> maybe we, yeah, maybe we need to go in there and run the Oscars. We'll get it down to two and a half. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and I think they should have a rule. I get, you get ninety seconds, and then. You have a light in the background, green light, and then when you get you know to your 80-second mark, it goes orange. And then at red, you're just cut off completely. But if you're being entertaining, you're being funny, sure, maybe you earn yourself another 45 seconds. Because it's an entertainment <laughs> show. May put the pressure on to make Bring people be contest. entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Fair. And I will say this, and I said this before, and I will say this again. No matter how hot and heavy and steamy it was, I, I don't need to hear the songs. I don't need to hear the full songs and i don't think they necessarily were i shallow felt short all the songs felt slightly short maybe they are truncated couple minute versions but i still don't think you need them like just play 30 seconds of it wouldn't you say the shallow performance was like one of the standout moments though of the show to me it was (sighs) yeah it probably was it probably was but that's a rarity i mean without without a host and without the songs now you're just category, list, bad acceptance speech. Category, maybe. list, bad acceptance speech, commercial. Like it's, and now you're getting really dull. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the one thing I do know, I also noticed this year that they got rid of, except for the, um, the in memorandum or whatever, is not, uh, no montages. I remember there used to be, always used to be a montage. Like, oh, montage of space movies or montages of whatever movies like montage of the history of cinema montages of whatever whatever like so many goddamn montages and this year they had a little one at the beginning with like the highlighted all like the the movies and then you have in memorandum and that's all you need that's all you need i'm trying to think when the presenters were listing the nominees before they gave the awards was it just a camera on the on them reading the names or did they do their the like a little montage then of each one. They, do a little, they, they show okay. a little thing. They show a okay. little scene or a moment or something. And I'm fine with that. Like, if it's going to be best special effects, I mean, let's see the let's see the five best special effects. Or let's see the five best performances or what have you. I'm fine with that. But that's why I almost feel like the song. Like, the song should almost be that. Like, let's say, like, just give me, give me even, you can even go a little longer on the song. Like, show me 30 seconds of it in the context of the movie. So Mary Poppins, show me Mary Poppins flying around with her umbrella the song playing for 30 seconds, you know. Um, uh, uh, what's the, what the hell is the movie called? Star is Born. Show me five, 30 seconds of the actual movie. Like, I don't... Uh, like, just takes so long to get everyone out there and their costume changes and they dance and they prance around. I don't need it. <laughs> if Remy Malik's, Malik's up for best actor, show a clip of him at a piano lip syncing. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> That's the clip you choose. <laughs> um, what did... Uh, yeah, what did you overall think? Did were you entertained? I was entertained enough. I was it hit my level of expectation, let's say that. I wasn't blown away. I mean, this really the standout for me, the beginning was was funny with yeah, the three women. The three of them there. were funny. Yeah. Three of them were funny. I liked the shallow performance with Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. Other than that, the speeches like we said are pretty bad. There wasn't even like a a, a standout speech to me i think for me the one speech i did enjoy was olivia coleman coleman yes she won for the favorite her speech was actually endearing and sweet and like she was kind of doing the thing that you hate like the oh my god i can't believe it oh but i don't know she made a little more endearing somehow a little funnier a little more from the heart yeah i'm gonna go back on myself there because yeah she she did it and it seemed genuine 
Yeah. And she didn't burn a bunch of time doing that. Yeah. No, she she did a good job. I, I like Rami Malek's too. Yeah. He genuinely, like, he, it seemed genuine to me. Spike Lee's was a little rambling. I mean, you know, he was trying to get out his a message, which, great, in this day and age, sure. And it is Spike Lee. Like, we can't color ourselves surprised that Spike Lee isn't going to say something, something kind of to charge people up to a certain degree. But he seemed a little off kilter at first. So I was like, where the hell is he going with this speech right now? Yeah, I don't know if he was... I saw him talking... At, he was doing a press conference after the awards, like backstage. And he was obviously drunk there. So he might have been drunk going into it. I don't Maybe. know. Yeah. Do you hear about him? I guess he's kind of the... What people are talking about the day after. Well, I heard two things. I heard, first off, that he 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 said, the ref made a bad call on Green Book winning. That's right. That was when he was backstage and kind of a little bit... looked a little bit lit to me. And then I've heard that Donald Trump called him out this morning. Yes. Saying that his speech was racist, I, which I don't know if Donald Trump knows what the word racist means. <laughs> he doesn't know what many words mean. <laughs> yeah, fair. fair. I, yeah, I read that tweet and he did say that he's the, pre- he's the president who has done more for black people than any other presidents. <laughs> yeah, of course. Even, <laughs> even our black president. <laughs> and, that, and then, yeah, even uh, Spike Lee after that responded to it. And pretty pretty mild uh, response. He just said basically what he expect. He just changes the rules as he goes. Yeah, I mean, I think you don't really get into a Twitter battle with him. Like, there's no point. No, because it's not like he has anything more important to do, like run a country, than he does to just <laughs> get in a Twitter battle with you. He loves watching TV, tweeting. Yeah, hundred percent. I I liked I liked it. I, I agree. It was kind of a, it was kind of a lackluster year, I think, for movies. I don't think any of them really like blew me away. I thought they were good. Like the ones I did see, Stars Born and Green Book and stuff, were, were good movies. But there wasn't like one where I, I I sit back now, or even before the show, and thought, "Yeah, wow, that was something special." That was as far as like best pictures were concerned. Like the acting, sure, like things I saw, well acted. But I don't think there was any clear runaway this year, which I guess shows that in that no one movie really ran away with a ton of awards. No, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody, it took the most, right? Bohemian Rhapsody took four, I think. And that was kind of, that was a surprise to me, and I think a surprise to people in general. Did it take four? I know it got the, I know it got um, best sound mixing. I know it got, obviously, Rami Malek. Um, What else did it win? Sound mixing. Oh, editing. It won best Uh, editing, which is a load of crap. (laughs) And uh, it won sound mixing and sound editing. That's why. Oh, when both the so, sound awards. Yeah, both sound uh, editing and then Rami Malik. But Green Book won. What did they win? They won three. Roma won three or four, I think, as well. Black Roma Panther won, won three. three. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, Bohemian Yeah, it won four, but I mean, they're all basically, like, nobody nobody ran away with like, a ton of awards. No, I guess, and if any, if there was a snub, it would be favorite. Like, the number of categories that favorite was nominated for and then it just got you know leading actress right with olivia coleman yeah like that one i guess was a bit of a snub vice never picked up anything you know got makeup and hairstyle oh i guess it did get that, one. that was one of the worst speeches of the night in my opinion the three of them got up there and it was like i don't know what was going on yeah the beginning ones are rough and the ones the 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 categories I was excited about yeah none of the main ones i was excited about but really i wanted i really wanted free solo to win Yes. And yeah, that speech was terrible. And I wanted, uh, obviously, Spider-Verse to win the uh, animated feature. 
Yeah, they got cut off. I heard. I heard they were the they were thanking um, or saying something about Stan Lee when the mic went out on them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I read that. Uh, did you read that article? I said I had no idea. I don't know if you got a chance to see it or not. That some of the animation people are from Vancouver for that movie. You sent me an article on this. I did. I sent it through Facebook Messenger, so I don't know. Because oh. I saw it on Facebook, it was easier that way to send it to you. So, yeah, it may. I don't know if, how often you're on Facebook. I'm rarely on there, but I did go on today and I sent you something. So, no, I never got it. All right. Anyway, it was basically, basically just saying that part of the animation team is uh, from Vancouver, which I didn't realize that Spider Verse had a Canadian connection. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then Bao. I didn't realize that one of the, they had the two the two young female directors who had the comment about nerdy girls in their sketchbooks or something like that. Like, and um, one of the directors is uh, from Toronto, so a little bit of a little bit of Canadian content in there. Mm-hmm. Other than that, really, like I guess we could, we're not going to go over all our uh, all our results here, but no, we, we don't have to go through them all. No. We did pretty well, though. Pretty well, whoever got, for the most part, whoever got first pick of the category between us got it right. So, yeah, I ended, up with, I ended up with 10 correct. You ended up with 9 correct. I think, I think the victory was yours to take, if not for the Roma. Yeah. You know what? It's interesting because I, I did a pool with the people at work, and I actually went with in the – I saw Roma, which I'll get to in a second, but I actually went with Green Book as, the, as I split my decision – and I picked Alphonse Carrion or Alfonso Carrion, Carrion uh, for, as the director, but I did pick Green Book for Best Picture. After I, I saw it, I was like, I, I kind of enjoyed Roma, and I'll get again, I'll get there in a second. But I realized that the Academy was never going to give them this movie, and I should have realized that mm. when I saw it was up for Best Foreign Language Film. I, I should have realized that that was that that's the way this was going to go. They were never going to give a black and white foreign film with no Hollywood stars best picture it was the favorite it was the favorite but it's still it's still Hollywood they I still feel there's a lot of politics going on there that we're not aware of yeah I mean people criticize Green Book which was the winner for best picture as being too too light not 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 serious enough not diving into the real like a racism enough they didn't like the idea there was a white savior there to save a black man. That's some of the criticism I've read. That that's main yeah, the, the, that's mainly what I've read too. Is that it, they say it's a whitewashed version of the story. And the um so I forget the Shirley, what's the char- the main Dr. character's Shirley name? Shirley and uh the Vigo plays I can't remember now. Joe Joe Vin? No. Charlie? Johnny? Some sort of Italian name. <laughs> Tony? Anthony? It's be Tony? Tony? Maybe it's I Tony. Think it's Tony. <laughs> but anyway, the, no, Dr. Shirley's family uh, apparently didn't like the the way the movie portrayed him. They say it, cha- it changed a lot of stuff. Right. But I, mean, is, and I, will, I will say Green Book was a very, by the numbers, like it hit the check boxes to win a best picture. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's sweet. It's funny. There's a message. It's not too risque. It's not too violent. It's not. There's not a lot of sex and nudity and gore or any of that. Like, no, it's... It's an easy digestible movie. It's it's perf- it's perfect for the academy. But it is also in my opinion anyway the one of the best ones out of the lot 
definitely for me better than Roma, definitely better than Bohemian Rhapsody, and sorry, Spike, definitely better than Black Klansman. Interesting, interesting. I, I yeah, and just circling back with the whole idea about you saying that the the script the screenplay was um, whitewashed, so to speak. It was interesting that it was it was nominated and won for best original, not adapted. Because wasn't this originally a book or an article? Yeah, I think I think there was a book about it. We we touched. I thought this the before, Sun but... had written a book or something, and so when it was nominated for best original screenplay, I wonder. I wondered then at that point, like, oh, I wonder how much of this movie really isn't true. And I know we talked about this when we did Green Book at the end of last year, but we wondered how much it was based on or whatever. And I really now I wonder even if it was even less than what we originally thought. Still doesn't change my enjoyment of the movie, but I wonder how much really. Other than these two men drove through the South for three months. Other than that, I wonder if anything really <laughs> happened in there. Dr. Shirley wasn't even gay. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Shirley didn't know Robert F. Kennedy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than that, no, there was nothing that really shocked me. I, I will now, I, yeah, I, I did see Roma since we recorded in uh, the first, the predictions to today. And um, you're, you're not wrong. It is very slow and very long. And me and my wife also broke it up into two parts, which I don't normally like to do, but it, it, it was long. But I will say that I I thought it was beautiful. Like the, I'm glad it won cinematography. And I could have even seen it winning best um, production design, too. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a gorgeous movie in the sets. Even like directing for it, there were a lot of slow indoor scenes. But the ones like there were some big, big production scenes outside and the riot like, and the martial arts scene like there were yeah there were some big sweeping grandiose shots and and long takes that would need lots of um choreographing and stuff i mean that adds to the slowness obviously obviously but yeah lots of slow language shots like just panning over something and even the end like running into the water to save the kids like that's all one shot like just thinking that i was like <laughs> how much of the pressure is it you got kids or do you get like little people playing the part because yeah it's a long shot of her going into the ocean and then you see her grabbing the kids and they're you know they're out there getting pulled under the water and they don't break the shot she's pulling them in one at a time yeah no i know I mean, I give it. A cre- I do. I do give it credit for all that. And the fire, the fighting, the fire scene was another like really slow, like language shot. I mean, again, it 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 was interesting because I I think I enjoyed it more when I digested it for about forty eight hours. It felt to me almost like a documentary. Like it really was a year in the life of this of this family of this maid and the family, the servant or whatever. And um, and that's what it felt like. It felt vo- very voyeuristic when I like. And I realized, that, yeah, it's not a movie movie. It's more like, I felt like I was watching this girl and this girl about her life and all the boring and silliness and nonsense and violence and, and heartbreak or whatever. And I don't know, I kind of, it kind of grew on me. I don't in any way think for me it is my favorite movie of the year or best picture of the year. But um, but I am happy with the awards it won. I'm, I, I do think it should have been nominated and it's, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more when I, when I actually thought sat on it for a little bit you liked it more than me so apparently for alfonso curran the uh the writer director apparently it is like you said it was it has a like a, a documentary feel to it it was apparently very autobiographical to him i'm assuming it, he was one of the the, the male children yeah I, I heard that it's loosely based on his childhood as well and i'm yeah i'm assuming that 
Yeah, he he basically I don't know how autobiographical, but he probably had a maid that he was almost who was probably more his mother than his mother, basically, and uh, basically raised him. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, and you, I mean, you liked it more than me. Like I, and I thought I thought it was yeah, well directed, well, like the cinematography was great, well acted. It was just it was so slow, and there was not enough story to keep me hooked to it. I and I get that it it is long. It's pushing over two hours. It's a long movie. It's a long movie for sort of an experiment, experimental film to a certain degree, I guess. And um, and though I enjoyed it, I will never need to go back and watch it. I will never be sitting at home on a Friday night after a long week at work and go, "Hey, honey, let's throw on Roma again." I <laughs> yeah, really me need neither. to experience this. I really need to see it. It goes into the category of I'm glad I saw it. I, it, it does have its merits. I think if you are a, a lover of film, um, it's probably, it, it is worth seeing. Just know what you're getting yourself into. But to me, it just goes in that category of I, I will never watch it again. And it was almost felt heavy handed in the symbolism to me. Like I loved when, and obviously if you don't know, we're kind of doing spoilers right now. So if you, You've been saving Roma for some reason. You can just skip past this. But uh, when she first finds out she's pregnant, she's telling her boss and she's crying. And then the kid comes in and then she said, the kid asks, what's wrong? And she says, oh, she just has a stomach ache. And then the kid's like, oh, and then rubs her belly and says, like, that's a little like rhyme, like make this pain go away. I was like, oh, that's a nice little touch. That's like a little, that's a little foreshadowing there. Right. But then later on, when they're at the, you know, the fire festival at that house, um, and then she says, let's toast your baby. And she toasts. And then the, da- the woman dances by and knocks the drink out of her hand. And she's toasted the baby. I was like, oh, now you just went too far. Now I know exactly what's going to happen. Like, you've, you've, you hinted at it before. Now you've just spelled it out. Same yeah. thing with, like, the car in the garage. Like, the husband's car doesn't fit in the garage. And it takes forever to get in there. And then she gets a car that fits in the garage. Like, all right. Like, it's, I, I, yeah. I get it. You're really, you're really driving this home. <laughs> He's driving over the dog shit. Like, I got it. I get okay, it, buddy. This, oh yeah, this infuriated me. This house has two maids, and the house is house is filthy. Well, they spend all their time cleaning up the goddamn dog shit. They, they, no, they don't. There's like at one point when the father was leaving, when he was gone for good, he yeah, steps the dog shit away. There was over, like yeah. fifth. Dean piles of dog shit. How many times is this dog shit in a day? Or are they just not doing it? And he complained, like, there's never any food in the fridge and there's empty cartons in there. When they're doing the dishes in the kitchen, there's piles of dishes up there. I was like, you got two maids working full time here? I don't know. Like, oh, I, I, I want to clean house. <laughs> Give the maids too much time to go to the movies and get, and get yeah. lucky, I guess. <laughs> no wonder he left. <laughs> <laughs> going to Quebec. I'm going to Quebec. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, anyway yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't want to make this a spoiler app about, uh, Roma, but yeah, I did like it. And, um, but yeah, not best picture. And, and, and then, uh, and uh, other than that, I don't know if there's much to say about any of the other sort of certain categories. I texted you last night. We briefly texted. We don't usually do that, um, when we have a, a show coming up, but I, I know we were both thrilled with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh, and you already said that, and Solo uh, from Free Solo. And Black Panther, I mean, I'm not surprised that it got the awards it did. I, I think there was no way it was not going to get an award. Um, and the ones it got, I'm fine with. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, the score, I will say, I don't really remember the score of Black Panther. I remember the soundtrack of Black Panther. It had Kendrick Lamar doing most of it, or almost all of it. 
but I don't remember an actual score to the movie. But I, sure, and costumes and and production design. Yeah, I mean it is it is a it is a good movie for that. The only other one that I guess kind of threw me a little bit, and then I I, I don't really have much more to say other than this is um, the visual effects. And you got this category right. You picked First Man for best special effects, which which really threw me. I mean, I haven't seen First Man yet, and I know you have. But I just think with Avengers and, um, I mean, Solo, we've seen Star Wars ships and lasers and things before. So I can understand it not winning. Ready Player One, I thought maybe would have a maybe, because Spielberg's attached to it. If, just because it was Spielberg. But, like, Ready Player One, I didn't like the visual effects. No, I thought it was kind of cheesy and cartoony. I think we talked about that. It was CGI, and the, the effects took me out of the movie. Like, the effects for me were, were a hindrance in Ready Player One. But First Man really threw me. I'm not disappointed because I haven't seen it. It just really surprised me. It was kind of the one up, the one where I was like, oh, okay. Because I, what is there? It's just a rocket ship, right? Like, it's just, for, I mean, I'm just comparing it to Apollo 13, which I've seen. Like, it's just rocket ship stuff, models and CG. Like, is it, is it really that impressive what they do? Yes. More so than any others because all the other ones are obviously like, you know, sci-fi and superheroes and spaceships first man was the real story so it was hyper realistic like the effects looked exactly like if you had a camera a couple meters away from a rocket taking off and and visual like i don't know how much spills into visual effects with this or how much is directing but a lot of it was it's not just external shots of the rocket going up when they and they do a bunch of test lights in there too when they're it, it shows the claustrophobia of them getting strapped into the capsule. And a lot of the launches, it's the camera inside the, the cap the capsule. And you feel like locked in and trapped, like with them. Right. And they do it visually. And then when they get into space, they have these moments of like here's the the vast expanse of it all. And right. it, it did that it did that really well visually. It looked like a documentary about a rocket actually taking off. Like it was there was no seams in the special effects. So it was just it was it's, yeah, it's ability just to be hyper realistic. Interesting. Okay, again, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on it. But it, to me, from what I had kind of seen, obviously, in the trailer, and again, that's two and a half minutes of trailer, um, it didn't look like anything spectacular when you have, like, these huge epic battles of, you know, Iron Man and Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy and, you know, lasers and fights and smashing and crashing or whatever. But um, I guess I was wrong. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't think there's much else to say. There weren't many surprises. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the other one just being, and we kind of talked about it, was uh, I think a lot of people thought uh, Glenn Close was the lock for actress. And that seemed like a bit of a surprise uh, to everybody, even uh, especially Olivia Coleman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, because I heard like this was this was uh, this was um, Glenn Close's seventh nomination, and she has never won. So that is surprising because yeah, I haven't seen the wife and I'm not going to try to sit here and say that I've seen all every Glenn Close movie ever made. I mean, I definitely have seen a good number of them, a fair share of them. I couldn't even tell you what all the nominations they are. You know, she has, but I do know that she is a good actress. You know, she's kind of like a Meryl Streep to us, you know, like Glenn Close is even her worst performances heads above a lot of other people's best performances so i don't know who she's pissed off in hollywood Uh, (laughs) yeah and for somebody who's been nominated that many times to be in what seemed like a lock category it's like not only do you it's not like that you have to throw her a bone on this one like people expected her to win it so yeah 
She must have yeah. pissed off somebody. You're right. <laughs> Very gracious, though, because Olivia Coleman was funny and she thanked, like, she, she thanked uh, Glenn Close and she was smiling and more gracious than Spike Lee was, I'll say that much. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right, sir. Well, yeah, on that note, everybody, that's uh, that's the Oscars for 2019. We're going to get back to re- re- regular scheduled programming, I guess, after this. In two weeks, um, we'll get back to um, where we kind of left things off, which is um, Widows. And we'll be making predictions on a new movie. Uh, me and Matt know what that is, but I won't divulge that right now. Oh. And then we will get back into... Um, yeah, the usual run of things. So I hope you enjoyed these special, you know, one-off quick mini episodes. Um, as always, you can uh, write to us at feedback at com, or visit our Facebook page or go to our our email, no, our website. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> go to our website at com. And our Facebook page is Here's How It Goes. And again, like we've said before, um, rate us and review us on iTunes. They really, uh, it does more than just warms our heart. It helps us, uh, bumps us up in the standings of podcasts. If you have a movie you'd like us to do, we've done those now several times in the past. We're more than happy to continue to do that. So if you have something you'd like us to watch and talk about, let us know. And I guess that's about it. Very nicely done, sir. Oh, well, I kind of stumbled over. Uh, what's that? Uh, what's that special thing called the the internet? That uh, website. <laughs> Don't worry. With the power of editing, I'll make you sound eloquent and sophisticated. Oh, but I should. I shouldn't have said anything right there. Then, damn it. <laughs> now I'm going to leave it all in. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah. On that. On that note, sir. We'll uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. All right, buddy. See you then. See you, buddy. Mm-hmm.